Holly G with the Golf Insiders. What a Sunday at the Players Championship. Not only was the weather gorgeous, but we had horses for courses coming down the stretch at the TPC in Ponte Vedra. And Bob Herrick from ESPN joins me to discuss Justin Thomas's big win in so many ways on Sunday, Bob. It was a, a heck of a finish. Sure was. I mean, uh, you know, he basically hit 18 greens in regulation. I know he missed the last one by about a foot. But, uh, you know, 17 out of 18. And uh, I think he had only one bogey. Uh, it was a three-putt bogey. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of uh, just just played really, really steady and finally made enough putts. You know, if he had putted decently, he would have won easily. Um, just didn't make enough putts until finally there on that stretch from, uh, I guess he had two bogeys. I think he bogeyed the eighth, and then he, and then he, then he went on a birdie run there, 9-10, 9, 10, 11, and 12, I right. think it was, to get out in front. And, you know, DeChambeau and, and Lee Westwood struggled on the front nine and and uh, weren't just were just weren't quite able to, to haul him in. So the great final round was actually a great weekend. You know, he shot 64 on Saturday. And, uh, you know, win, a, a, a kind of much-needed win for him given a bunch of things that were going on for him in his life that it affected his golf. And uh, now it looks like he's on the right track. Yep, he's uh, just the fourth player to win a major, the players, a World Golf Championship, and let's not forget the FedEx Cup. And JT's uh, only 27. Uh, looks like he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's already got 14... 14 wins in a major and a players in the world golf is part of it. That's, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you'd think that he's in a, at his age, why can't he double that, you know, and, and get, get into the high twenties or 30, you know, um, that's the thing, you know, uh, Justin Thomas, when he won the masters, I believe that was his 24th PGA tour win. And, you know, getting to 20 these days is just a phenomenal achievement, you know. And so if you can get into the 20s and up towards 30, it's pretty impressive, you know. And uh, Especially with uh, the, depth well of, way. the depth of talent, Bob. I mean, you know, one minute we're talking about Dustin Johnson, you know, being the dominant player and, you know, um, of course, you know, Roy seems to be a little bit off his game now. All these, you know, 20-somethings, young 20-somethings, the Colin Morikawas that are, you know, winning right out of the gate. Uh, you know, this is this is a, it's a tough place to win these days. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's, it's hard to sustain your game, as, as we've seen with, um, with Jordan Spieth. You know, he's been stuck on 11 wins now for almost four years. And I believe he, when, when he had 11, JT had three. You know, so JT's won, what, 10 or 11 since. 
and uh, since Jordan won the uh, uh, the Open at Royal Birkdale, you know, JT won the next major, the PGA, and while P- while JT hasn't added any major since, he's, he's won a bunch of tournaments since, and uh, you know, but it, it again, it points out it's you know, it's, there's a lot of great players, you know, and it's hard to sustain your game and, and keep winning. Uh, you know, sometimes guys go long stretches without a victory, and when you've got a guy like DJ up there and John Rahm and you know Rory, as you mentioned, even though he's a little bit off, but Bryson and and uh, you know Webb Simpson, that you know there's just only so many wins to go around. Yeah, um, you know, I think we really and it was well documented, you know, not only leading up to Sunday. Um, but the last few days, obviously, the, you know, emotion he's had to overcome. It's been a rough start to 2021, needless to say, as we've talked about from the hot mic in Hawaii to losing his grandfather. And, um, you know, then, of course, the news about Tiger, one of his dearest friends. Um, so, right. you know, it's been a, it's been a rocky road. Uh, for Justin Thomas, but I think he really, you know, people probably got to see and appreciate is this truly is a deep golfing family and a tight family. You know, his grandfather was a PGA member. Uh, you know, his dad is his coach, uh, his dad, Mike. Um, you know, it's it's pretty extraordinary. And, um, you know, I, I think you could tell that uh, the, the hurt was deep and, and very, um, very wide in this family. And that I think, you know, JT really, um, it's been tough for him. Yeah, you know, the, the open mic thing in Hawaii, um, I think that really hit home for him. Say what you want about that. It was obviously not very good. And. And he apologized immediately, but I think it, it really bothered him what he did. You know, I, I get the sense he's not—he's not bothered that it got caught or that it became an issue. I think he's bothered that he said that. And you know, it—it um, it, was—you um, know—it was somewhat humiliating for him what he went through, losing a sponsor and all the backlash. And then, you know, he's trying to emerge from that, and his grandfather passes away the day before the final round of Phoenix. And, you know, he was in decent shape in that tournament. His dad told him your grandfather would want you to play, so he played. Um, played pretty well, but 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 it was a course where you got to go lower. And, he, you know, he just – I think he probably left there a little bit flat. And then his next tournament, he misses the cut at Genesis. And – you know, of course, a couple of days later is when Tiger had his accident. So then you, you know, you've just got this stretch of bad news. You know, and and in all the while his game was not great. He was struggling to get his game in order, and um, you know, he he uh, had a so-so tournament in Bradenton, and then um, you know got it going there with the players. And that's not an easy place to do it if you're off. So he found something. Uh, you know, survived the first two rounds. He was sort of on the cut line for a little while on Friday. He ended up making it by two uh, and then had the great Saturday to put himself in position. He, 
and he he really pounced. You know, he he was uh, he was three back of Westwood and one back of Bryson, and they they made some mistakes, and he forged ahead and then and then held on. It was uh, you know it was about as good of a win as you could ask for. I mean, there's a lot of elements to that. Absolutely, and you know I think we. I know even myself, I often wonder with some of these players. I mean, they're human beings. Yes, you know, um, we know they're well-trained, and when they get inside the ropes, you know, uh, it's, it's tunnel vision for a lot of these players. But, you know, they, they are human beings, and, you know, there's a lot of time to think, <laughs> and there's a lot of time in golf to let, you know, emotions and mental thoughts creep in. And, I thought it was very telling that he shared that his, um, you know, girlfriend had encouraged him to seek professional help. And he said, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I reached out to talk to people to let my feelings out and just discuss with, discuss stuff with them. You know, I, I think that's really great because, you know, we know how much um, attention, you know, has been focused recently on, you know, mental health issues, especially going through COVID and, you know, so many different things people have faced. Um, and I think, you know, the more that people like Justin Thomas can come out and say that uh, really benefits a lot of people. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, it's a great point. It might help somebody else. I mean, he's a, he's a young guy and you know, they, young young people want to want to look want to think they're invincible, and you know his dad made a point to say, "Look, there's people that have a lot bigger problems than us and than him." You know, this is you know, it's just the first time he's ever lost a loved one, and uh, you know, uh, you know one of his best friends, you know, is seriously hurt. You know, he had the issue with the, you know, with the open mic and all that meant, and it was just a lot to come together for a guy who, uh, you know, hasn't lived much of his life yet. And so, um, you know, it was. Uh, I, I think maybe he now looks at it as like I can, I can move past all that, and and get back to the get to get back to the golf part. As a lot of these guys say, a win takes care of a lot of things, doesn't it, Bob? Sure does. I mean, that's not to suggest he's not going to try to, you know, do do better in terms of sort of the hurt that was caused by the comment and, and learn from it, maybe even be, you know, an advocate of some sort down the road. But, um, you know, uh, just uh, in, in ter- by moving on, I mean, sort of trying to, you know, recognize what's happened and use it as a positive rather than a negative. Well, could we have seen three more different types of players coming down the stretch on Sunday between uh, Westwood, Bryson DeChambeau, and Justin Thomas? And my gosh, I... I had Westy in my pool, Bob. I was pulling for him. You know, wanted him to get that win at 47. Maybe it'll come this week at the Honda, but again, a, you know, a great four days. But I think, I think he's got a problem with the number 16, Bob. 
It was 16 at the Masters. It was 16 at Bay Hill and 16 again at TPC Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but 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 you're right. The 16th, certainly the last two weeks, you know, par fives that he really needed to birdie and uh, wasn't able to do it. And, uh, you know, that ended up being the difference, really. Uh, I, I guess you could maybe say the, the uh, you know, the bogey on 17 didn't help. Um, it, it would have made his birdie on 18, uh, you know, for the tie. But uh, but to, to, to only par 16 when he hit a decent enough drive to give himself a good, sh- a good, good shot chance. in. Maybe he wasn't going to... Yeah, maybe he wasn't going to hit the green, but he hit it in that left bunker that's short and has the tree kind of overhanging. It's a tough shot, and, you know, he left it in that front bunker. It was fortunate to actually get it up and down. Sure was. You know, he made a, you know, a five, six-footer for par. Uh, and then on 17, you know, he hit, a, he hit an okay shot, and that putt just got away from him. He three-putted, you know, and that, that, that was the tournament, basically. You know, who knows how he hits that shot if he if he ends up making birdie on 16 and he stays tied. So, uh, but it was still a really good performance. Um, you know, two weeks in a row finishing second, birdie on the 18th to be a solo second, pretty pretty nice. You know, at that point he might not have cared, but uh, he stepped up and hit two really good shots in there. And as you said, you know, different styles of play three guys, but that's the beauty of Sawgrass. I mean, I think we've talked about Absolutely. that before. It just, it just is sort of, you know, it doesn't really favor any type of player, and all types of players have won. You know, I mean, it's it's not a bomber's course. It's not necessarily a straight hitter's course. I mean, obviously it helps, um, but you can get away with some wayward shots. Uh, and, you know, it's not even necessarily a, a, a tournament where you have to make a lot of putts. I mean, Justin Thomas is a perfect example of that. I mean, he had 34 putts on Sunday, you know, and even though he hit a lot of greens, I mean, that's still too many, you know, so, um, but yet he won. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's sort of a course made for all and not suited for any. And I think uh, that's it's one of the reasons it's such a compelling event every year is you just never really know who's going to be there. I agree. And, you know, speaking of compelling, Bryson showing us two completely different approaches to his game. From Bay Hill, where it was all about bombs away, right? And then, you know, he had to dial back and play you know, really strategically, course management, you know, uh, irons off the tee on 18. It was fascinating, I thought, to watch him, you know, downshift in a way, but also play TPC in a completely different way than he had the week before. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's good that he didn't try to force it. You know, he he, he took what it gave him, you know, he... He maybe hit more drivers than a lot of guys, but he's still, you know, on certain holes, like the fourth hole, who knows what happened there um, on Sunday. 
he said he didn't top it. He kind of like he oh, did that was that was bizarre. Yeah, he said he's never done that before. And then there was a crack in his iron. I think he had a four iron there um, off the tee. You know, I mean, that's all that hole required. I mean, he was only hitting a four iron off of 18. Um, but, uh, you know, look, he made eagle at 16, you know, to just give him a faint hope. And he, you know, he, he took what the course gave him. He wasn't trying to overpower it. It doesn't really work. And two weeks in a row, he was right there. You know, he won one and wasn't able to come through this time. But he didn't seem to have his best stuff either, and then he was still right there anyway. Yeah, amazing. And and at Bay Hill, what do you say? He won with his C game? I mean, uh, look out when this guy gets his A game all together, right? No question. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the reason he won at Bay Hill is he putted really well, and obviously he hit – he, you know, he hit it in play enough to be able to give himself chances. I don't know that he played that it, that his game wasn't his, you know, his, I don't think it was as poor as he made it out to be. I just think he has a higher standard and realizes there's things that he's leaving out there. No doubt. And he, like on Friday and Saturday at players, he didn't seem comfortable. He he talked about he just didn't feel great about the way he was driving it, and so you know it kind of led to a shaky start on on Sunday, and that was just enough to cost them. Well, the the big news over the last few days uh, is that Tiger is back in Florida, back home, uh, to begin his continued recovery from uh, the accident in Los Angeles. Anything to update on, on Tiger? No, I mean, it's all we know is what you saw in the, in the uh, statement uh, last night, and you know that suggests to me that he's probably been home for a few days. They're not they're not ones to want to announce stuff during the tournament. During a tournament, for, they don't want to take away from it, and they did it on a Tuesday night, you know, so as to not interfere with anything. I mean, I think that was done strategically. So, you know, there's a good chance he. Left left over the weekend or Monday or last week someday, and you know we're we're just not getting a whole lot of information. That was the first update, you know, since February 28th. Wow. And we've really not gotten any update on his situation, you know, yeah. like on on the injuries and how yep. they're healing and and nothing you know, about his back. We, yeah, and, and you know, I think the fact that they haven't said anything about his back might be a good sign, you know, um, but who knows, you know, I mean, I, I think we do know that he's got a long recovery ahead. Um, it's going to take a while for these injuries to heal and, uh, you know, and, and, and rehab and all that stuff. Of course, you know, he's in great shape or was, he's got the mindset, unlike most people. My guess is he's going to want to do everything he can. He'll be very diligent. You know, but it's still, it's going to take a while. And how much we know about it is going to be, my guess, it's going to be pretty sparse. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the first time he gives an interview or is in public or anything like that. And uh, uh, that, uh, you know, who knows how far down the road that might be. 
Well, another uh, big announcement is if we don't have enough tournaments on the tour schedules, that the Champions Tour is getting its own cup, Bob. The World Champions Cup is going to debut, is it fall 2022? Correct, yes. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a, uh, uh, it's an interesting concept. I'm actually surprised they haven't tried something like that sooner with the senior players. Um, surprised they haven't tried out a few formats on the PGA Tour champions that they might want to experiment with that could work on the regular tour. Now, I'm not suggesting this thing would work on the regular tour, but because it's obviously a Ryder Cup, President's Cup hybrid all in one. But, um, uh, you know, it is it is a unique format, and it's kind of neat to think of, of other things that they could do that they could, could trot out out there that they haven't uh, done much of. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's an interesting idea. They're going to have – it's a three-day event. It's going to include six-man teams representing the U.S., Europe and the rest of the world, comprised of players, of course, 50 and older. So um, they've already announced the playing captains, uh, Jim Furyk for the U.S., Darren Clark for Europe, and Ernie Els for the world. Wow, okay, let me do the math here. Uh, well, Lee Westwood may be just shy of 2022. I don't know when his birthday is, but, um, boy, <laughs> that could be really interesting. Exactly. Yeah, I think it. I think it has the potential to be pretty cool. I do too. You know, we've got the last piece of the Florida swing beginning Thursday. The Honda. I think it's the. Is it the longest running uh, sponsored event? Single sponsored event, Bob, down at West Palm Beach. Uh, I believe. I believe so. Um. AT&T's been doing Pebble Beach for a long time, and I'm pretty sure Honda predates that. So yeah, they've they've been doing it for a, for a long time, and it's a uh, it's a um, an impressive run all at the same place. And it's unfortunate that you know they're they're taking a bit of a hit this year with the field, but you know, look, it's still going to be a good golf tournament. There's still a lot of good players in it. The weather's really nice. You know, there's some fans back. Um, you know, I, 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 there's still some poor weather in other parts of the country, and I think people are going to appreciate getting to watch it. Well, Lee Westwood will be playing. Bryson DeChambeau is not, so it doesn't look like we'll see them in the final pairing on Sunday. But um, who's your pick? Well, I tell you, this is a tough one. I, I for for just sort of a wimp out pick, I'm just going to go with Sung J M. Wow. Who, uh, who won it? You know, we forget almost because it was one of the last tournaments before COVID last year. That's right. And he had a pretty good win, and 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 he's he, you know he had he's had some pretty decent finishes. He he wasn't terrible. He, he was a pretty good tournament. The players. You know, he had the good Masters back in the fall, you know, so, um, but, you know, it's, 
they've lost so many guys, and you just you just wonder, you know, who's who's primed to play well on a really hard course, high rough, typically windy, you know, really it you can't get away with much there. You got to be playing well, and so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, this is typically one of the higher scoring winning scores of the year. It almost never gets to double digits under par. And it flows so, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. he is currently 19 on the FedEx Cup standings. And, you know, I think a lot of people just call him the, you know, the robot, the Energizer Bunny. I don't know what, but he's played something like 77 events, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since he, uh, you know, he he just came on tour, what, a couple of years ago? Or? Guy never takes a week off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, you know what kind of what kind of protein drinks he has, but um, you know, talk about uh, talk about stamina. Exactly, and and you know, I think that you know he he. He came out of the out of the um, shutdown and struggled because he, you know, he he didn't he he was able to play like he that hurt him. He he likes to play tournament golf and uh, not being able to do that, you know, he suffered for a little while. But I, obviously, he snapped out of it and. and uh, <laughs> You know, God love him. I get tired just looking at the list of numbers of tournaments that he's played. I agree. Oh, that, that number just blew my mind. Um, well, you know, uh, it's going to be exciting, and we're in the countdown to uh, Augusta, and I can hear the uh, twinkling ivories of that great music already in my ears, and um, you know, DJ's got a few things to sort out. Were you a little surprised at you know his play at TPC. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's two tournaments now where he's he's kind of been off. You know, we expect you know he had been on an incredible run. So he he seems to suggest or think that it's it's not a big deal um, that he's playing fine. Just didn't quite have it. Too many mistakes. So you know, we'll see next week at the match play what he brings to that. I mean. I don't think he even needs to get to the weekend to to show where his game stands in match play. I think it's you know I think it's more a matter of you know does he does he show some form again because you know I think he's going to be a heavy favorite to repeat at Augusta given the way he played in the fall and given the way he's continued to play and uh, I have a sense he's you know he's, he's Gearing, gearing up to make sure he's ready to go when that comes around again. Absolutely. Well, and I think, too, um, you know, DJ's only had that green jacket for, what, under five months? So I think maybe there's some extra motivation there to keep it in his closet. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he gets shortchanged a little bit, although he has said he doesn't feel that way. He said... I'd take it for a day. You know, it means <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah. So 
fault. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure he'd love to, you know, go ahead, you know, go ahead and keep it again. And uh, I think he's he's going to be he's going to be one of the contenders without much without much doubt. All right, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. We thank you for this uh, players wrap up and uh, the last piece of the Florida swing happening in beautiful uh, West Palm Beach at PGA National Palm Beach Gardens and um, we'll see if Sung J.M. can go back to back. Thanks so much for your time, Bob. Absolutely. All righty. Very good. Thank you.